The baton's raised, the fancy football surgery hits a century. It is game week three of the fancy football surgery podcast. That's right, we are back again recording uh, just after the Liverpool versus Crystal Palace game on Monday, the 20th of August, 2018. And we have truly hit 100, just like the uh, the best of the England cricket team this summer, the Fancy Football Surgery podcast has made it. Iceman, how are you feeling about it? Cricket? When when on earth have you got cricket in on this podcast before? Well, I've got Champions League. You won't, you won't let me talk about that, so I thought <laughs> I'd go cricket today. Just the, the idea of hitting a century doesn't really happen in football, does it? So... That's true. Yeah, we've done really well. Well done to you for putting up with me for this long. And um, if I times 100 by the amount of hours you've spent editing, um, we could probably do that by please, five. Please so, don't. Please, please don't do this to me. So you're, you're thanking me for staying with you. Uh, and I want to apologise for the amount of editing you've had to do with my voice of this time. <laughs> but yeah, but it's fantastic to have made it to 100. Thanks to everybody for supporting the podcast and getting us to uh, to this point. Um, we've got a few new features on the pod today to mark the 100th episode, and we've also got a great guest as well. So we have got the man who finished 76th in the World Cup fantasy football, just gone, pretty damn impressive. He is a perennial 10K, uh, top 10K finisher, FPL addict, Man United fan, stat enthusiast, and he loves differential for Game Week 38, formerly known as John. Hi, lads, how are we doing? Welcome. Very pleased to have you on board. Uh, another successful FPLer. Yeah, thank you very much. I just wanna just wanna say because there'll be outrage on Twitter if uh, this goes the wrong way. But it's not unfortunately I didn't finish in the top ten k. I just finished ten thousandth and six hundred and something, so not quite in the top ten k, which was my target. But I was up there, so I'm happy with that. I think the Iceman's just cancelled the podcast. <laughs> Iceman, have you taken us off? No, that's it. There's no more. No, I think we can let you off for for six hundred places. That's that's quite acceptable. How many seasons have you been playing for? Um, if I'm being honest, last season was my only serious season. Um, I'm quite new to the scene compared to some people out there. Um, so yeah, last season was my first full season where I, got, I was very serious about it. And then I did World Cup in the summer, which, as you said, I did really, really well. And then this year, I'm taking it really seriously again. And I've not had a great start, if I'm being honest. We're only two weeks deep, so plenty of time to play catch-up. But you've clearly got a bit of a nouse for it to play two of the uh, FPL's one one FPL season, one World Cup season, finished really well. So clearly, you've got a bit of a bit of a natural talent for this. Yeah. Geez. Either way, great to have uh, John on board with us today. Let's start, chaps, by going through our uh, our sides and how they've got on in this game week. Ice man, do you want to kick us off? I would love to, but at the moment the game is updating, so I can't see everything. So I'm just going to go from from memory. I actually, oh. uh, I pulled out and I actually captained Aguero in the end because I just thought against Huddersfield, one of the worst teams in the league in my opinion. I just think he's going to score well. He obviously, got the hat trick and the assist. So I think I'm on about 80 at the moment with Mane and Salah. Salah getting a couple of assists. Have a and do well. Gray actually got a goal for me, which was great news. He seems to be doing quite well. Dini formed a good partnership there so I think I'm doing alright this week Decent yeah that captaincy of Aguero was um, as spineless and lifeful as it was it was a great move by you and I think we both enjoyed watching that Man City game over a, uh, a hot cookie dough with, uh, with custard which is a nice addition from you <laughs> yes. and we were in Nando's as well at one point watching it yeah if you happen to be in Southampton Creams this Saturday just come and seen two men on their own having a massive childlike pudding um <laughs> 
mind being a shop <laughs> Sunday. Uh, that was us. So there we go. But the less said of that, the better. So, John, do you want to tell us how you got on this game week? Uh, yeah, um, Iceman, I wish I was as cool as you because I bottled Captain Aguero. Uh, there's a lot of rumours going around that he wasn't going to be playing or starting or whatever. You but it's all turned out to be rubbish. Yeah. So I ended up captaining Salah, who's got two assists. Apparently he's got nine points, so we'll double that to 18. But, I mean, apart from that, I've had a couple of me- a couple of near misses, sorry, like King. I've got him instead of Wilson, uh, and then I've got Van Dijk instead of Robertson, who looks as though he's on for some bonus points. So it's not been bad. I think I'm going to be in the mid-60s, which is not bad at all, to be fair. Pretty decent score. Yeah, I've had a slightly better. I thought I'd um, also destroyed my game week by not captaining the Guerra. It seems to be at least once a season I make a decision against the Guerra and it destroys me. But So um, I, I didn't trust Pep to, to play Aguero necessarily. Um, and sure enough, he did. And uh, linking beautifully with Mendy. So I've got Aguero on my team. I didn't captain him. I have Salah as my captain, but it looks like I'm heading for 70 points. So, so if I'm following, I guess, from last week, Peter Blake's recommendation of about 50 to 60 a week, I'm doing all right. So I'll, I'll take my 70 and run. Nice awesome. One. I'll take that. Now, before we uh, we get on to the mini league, uh, we actually have a new feature, Iceman, which is the FPL headlines. Yeah, so we're just going to go through what we'll do each week. We'll kind of task our guests to come up with three FPL headlines. So we've got something to come concentrate on as we uh, go through the fixture. So the FPL headlines for this week, one, the reliability of team news sources, which John's been affected by this week. Two, sideways transfers, e.g. Siggy to Richarlson or Ozil to Mkhitaryan, whether they would have been better off this week. Three, Man United. FPL options, do they have any? Uh, four, fixture changes for the top teams swaying your decisions, Arsenal and Chelsea being two teams. So five, giving up on forwards and putting that extra cash into having at least four premium wingbacks. Uh, these are all the things which we kind of want to think about as we go through the fixtures this week. FPL headlines, read all about it. Let's see what themes come up as we're going through. Um, let's see if we can look at the mini league. It may well be updating as I am doing this. Uh, no, it's not. We're all right at the moment. So let's go through our top 10. Um, in 10th place, we've got Ali Peacock. In 9th, we've got James Smith. 8th, Sebastian Emanuelson. 7th, Vinny Trainer. 6th, Jack Cassidy. 5th, Phil Carter. 4th, Mark Muse. 3rd, Lasil Diaz. 2nd, Mario McKay. And 1st, Andrew McKinnon with a score of 188 overall so far, so doing very, very well. He's actually got a team value of 101 already, so yeah, it just shows he's kind of bank building as well as he goes. Uh, just a quick scan of the best team name in that top 10. I'm going to go for Ali Peacock's Lord Bentner Speedos. Excellent stuff. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Brilliant. Okay, um, now another surprise feature, and this has come uh, courtesy of our Slack channel, so this will give you an idea of some of the, the chats that's going on in said channel itself. We're going to call this section Life in Icemandia. Now, I know a lot of our listeners are interested to know about the the, the, the roots and the upbringing of the Iceman and what it's like to live in such a, an atmosphere. <laughs> Iceman, the uh, Slack channel has spoken, and we have a question for you this week. Oh, God. Are you ready for this? Um, no. This is, this, is, this is hot stuff on our 100th episode. So, question is... Your species, do the Ice Mandics watch a lot of Premier League football and is FPL big back home? Yes, yes it is. And uh, we often go for a short piss break at every half time. Do, do you find that, yeah, every, every time? Yes, yeah, it's without question. It's a bit like on this pod, there has to be a piss break. And is the use of public toilets greater in Ice Mandia? 
<laughs> we tend to not like to use uh, public toilets. We we do normally just uh, it's just at home which we use it. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, well that that's your first question about uh, your homeland. Look forward to more of those as we go on. Thanks. Um, Thanks. If anybody else has uh, has any questions to ask about the Iceman's upbringing in FPL, or indeed what it's like to live in a piss fueled FPL nuts. Um, wherever you come from uh, please pop a question on twitter or on the slack channel join us so with all that done let's get down to the game week fixtures let's go from the top then so our first kickoff is saturday the 25th of august it's wolves versus manchester city the best team in the championship last year take on one of the best teams in the world and if we look at the result against huddersfield they look pretty promising in this one let's go to our guest first of all john who do you like in this fixture I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious, isn't it, surely? Manchester City. Yeah, um, yeah they're looking awesome, aren't they? I mean, they've uh, played two games and they've scored eight goals already, so four goals a game. Um, Wolves, they've been very, very good defensively. Um, I think they've been hard done by. Uh, I was looking at through their stats earlier today, and um, although they've conceded four goals, their actual expected goal to concede is only one. So I think they've been hard done by in those games. If you look at the Leicester game, for example, their goals that they conceded was an own goal. Great header by Doherty, by the way, just in the wrong net. Um, and also a deflected goal from Madison. Other than that, I don't think Leicester were that threatening. So I think 2-0 was a bit of a harsh result there. So I think Wolves are going to be good defensively, but... I'm going to back them to concede. I think the players to watch for Manchester City are going to be the defence again. And they're attacking midfielders, the likes of Bernardo Silva. David Silva looked awesome against Huddersfield. Absolutely fantastic. And then obviously Aguero again. I think they're going to be the ones you want to watch. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I also found out that Wolves are actually bottom for shots conceded so far. So they've only actually conceded 12 shots. Yeah, even Man City are higher now with 14. But yeah, it's, it's going to be all about these City players. It's a matter of who to choose. I mean, Man City, they had Walker, Mares, Sane, Sterling on the bench. So the Pep Roulette has officially started. KDB injury, I think it maybe changed Pep's tactics with uh, yeah. Jesus and Aguero up top. Obviously, they've got the best fixture run possible of any team. So you kind of want to go full, full pelt on them. But it's choosing who to have. I mean, like, I've got Mares and I'm a little bit worried because obviously he didn't start last game, but you're kind of thinking, uh, rule of kind of he's, he's missed one game now. Maybe he'll be playing the next game. No yeah. one really knows. I, I totally agree with you on the, uh, silver one. He looked awesome. He had his baby there. So that was kind of boosting him to actually play even better than he normally does. Bernardo Silva is one, which I just want to quickly talk about. What's your thoughts on him? I, he wasn't got involved yeah. in any goals. And I did mention it last week. He only had the one shot, one goal, but was involved in anything. So, and they scored six goals. So, I mean, like, is that a concern for Bernardo Silva owners? I think it should be. Did, did you guys watch the game? Uh, yeah, we we, yes, we, we watched the whole thing for, yeah. at Nando's and Krem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you were if you were watching it, you'd realise that Bernardo Silva he was he was effectively playing as a right wing back in that system. Um, I know Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola came out with some quote saying that he can play anywhere, and he's really good to fill in for Kevin De Bruyne. So I think we were all expecting him to kind of take up that role just behind the strikers. But yeah, against Huddersfield. Kyle Walker was benched, two normal players right wing back, and Bernardo Silva came in, and he didn't look threatening at all. Um, so for seven and a half mil, you're effectively paying for an out of position right wing back. And as you said, there's six goals and he had no involvement. I think if he plays in that position a lot more, I think it's someone you need to avoid. But I feel as though Pep's rotation can happen with his team selection and also positions. So 
it wouldn't surprise me if we saw him next week playing just behind the striker and could become a lot more kind of effective from that position. Yeah, but effectively he could just start on the bench as well. It's, it's very difficult. And mm. I just, I mean, I've never seen it in Bernardo Silva. I've just never thought of him as a, a high point scorer. I can't really see two or three goals like you can from some players. And around that price range, I feel like you kind of want more. I, yeah. I, I just don't think he's, he's, he's worth the money. I mean, like he could come good. Yeah. I'm just going on what we know at the moment, but yeah, I just don't see it myself. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of them ones where you kind of, like him because apparently he's nailed on in the Man City system. I know Pep came out with that quote saying it's Bernardo Silva plus 10 that he's going to pick in his team. So you kind of want him in there because you know he's going to be involved. But is he going to be involved at the right end of the pitch? That's that's my concern. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. The, the, just the main nail one for me at the moment is Benjamin Mendy. I'm just watching him at the weekend. He fits perfectly into a 3-5-2 and he attacks very well on the back four. So I think he's just someone that you could you could put in and possibly leave. Um, yeah. Great attacking threat. And in terms of on that side, there isn't a lot of players that Pep has that would do a similar job. So I think he's a fairly safe one to have for City at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like, um, Pep actually said something about Mendy after the game. He said, uh, we couldn't attack this way last year because we didn't have Mendy. So it just shows how highly regarded he, he actually puts him. Like you say, I do think he fits. He's got two assists, three shots on goal. He created three chances. He is the defender to have. You would say maybe must have. But then he may get rotated next week. It may be Sane who starts, and he'll be like, "Oh, for God's sake!" But uh, this, I, I actually bought Mendy in this week. I'm glad I did. I took out um, Van Dijk, and it looks like he's just about scored o- over. And now I've got him. It's like because I don't want to be scared to watch every City game. They've got five games against the five most recently promoted teams. You're just thinking there's goals, 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 really, aren't you? And we did have a, a question from Captain Kingping here. He's just saying, "Is it worth keeping a?" despite the fact he may be benched from time to time. What's your thoughts on this? <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one because when he plays, you wouldn't be surprised if he scores a hat-trick. But as you say, Pep could rotate. I think it's it's just a weird one, really. I think he's worth definitely having and he's proven at this level. He's proven in the league. The alternatives that you're going to have are going to be Aubameyang or yeah. Lukaku, I think, if you're going to take him out. And I, I, I just fancy Aguero a lot more than those two, so... I think I would probably leave him in, leave him in, and if you're going to play him, I would probably captain him against those teams as well. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I kind of captain and found more data on it is that he's, I think, he started. 14 games at home last season. Like, these are all the games that he could play. Otherwise, he was injured. There was 1.6 million that captained him. He got three goals and an assist, nine shots on goal. It was just, he's just amazing to have. Also, Pep mentioned about him never seen Aguero like this before. He looks like he's in the form of his life. Remember that he scored two in the charity shield as well. So, yeah, it's it's all or nothing on Aguero for me. I think just keep him and just hope he plays every week. Obviously, you're going to have this scaremongering or clickbait, which uh, the Guardian may put out. But you've just got to kind of have have faith that he's going to play. Uh, Eventually, you're assuming that he's going to get benched, but you just hope he's going to get the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. So, what what did you guys think of that article that, I think it was called Jamie Jackson? What did you think of the article that he put out? 
Yeah, we, we did have a question on this. A couple of questions, actually. We had Adam at FF247 is just saying how much, if any, uh, influence has Jamie Jackson article had on your final captain decision. And also Kingpin kind of asked the same question. Uh, my opinion was uh, I looked at the article and there was no substance w- within it. It just had the headline yeah. just saying about Guerrero could be benched and then it just didn't have anything in it. Obviously, you do try and read things which do come up because sometimes things can come out in the media which ca- can help you in those decisions. But I don't think this one did. A lot of people were swayed by it. Some people just didn't read the headline and it was retweeted by uh, a good source as well. But no, I, did, I didn't think much of mm. it. Yeah. It was a really weird one because if you actually read the article, this basically, basically said he could be rotated. He's thinking about rotating him, but there's no quotes or actual hard evidence yeah. to back it up. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, I think that every manager considers dropping every single player for every single game. Like, you might just think about it for a second. I'm going to bench this player. Probably not. But I think the sad thing is that the reason that he's made an article out of it because it's got no substance and it's just there to make clicks. It was pure clickbait looking back on it. Yeah. And I think the myself and others just got it got into our heads. I think there's a lot of people out there, especially in the Twitter community, who kind of overthought it. I think the casuals kind of thought, well, obviously, why wouldn't you captain Aguero at home to Huddersfield? <laughs> yeah. And then the people who looked into it just kind of got scared off it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I did find some stats on Aguero, just interestingly. Uh, he's now scored nine Premier League hat-tricks. Only Alan Shearer has scored more with 11. Has he? Hmm. Okay, let's, have you talked anything to add on Wolves? Uh, I suppose just just mentioning Wolves. I mean, like I, I was quite impressed with Jimenez. He had quite a few efforts: six shots on goal, five in the box, and last two. I am waiting for him to become an option, though. I think Neves kind of had another worldy shot saved that might have gone in, but uh, you know I can't see them every game. And Torre looks an absolute beast when he came on. Torre, sorry. Try yeah. On. Okay. Yeah, John, do you want to add anything to that about Wolves? Um, yeah, I think they've been unlucky so far uh, with how the games have gone. Yeah, I think Neves, I think he's a lot of hot air, if you're asking me. Uh, I think I saw a stat earlier on that um, over this season and last season, he scored seven goals and he's only had three touches in the opposition area. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be backing him, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, Jimenez, as you say, 5.5 mil, I think he's definitely one to watch. Yeah, one to watch. It's all from range, though, with him, isn't it? So, yeah, let's see how Wolves develop. Um Okay, let's let's move on to Arsenal versus West Ham. Both teams that spent pretty big in the summer and have both had absolutely garbage starts. <laughs> yes. To the season, um, Iceman, do you want to start us off on this one then? Yeah, I'm try and not... remove emo- try and remove emotion from your picks. <laughs> I always do. Uh, so we had a couple of questions here. One from FPL Levator. Nice, nice pun, a nice name. Uh, it's just, but Arsenal have a great run of fixtures <laughs> coming up. We should probably invest. Except Orb, who should we go for? Is Mickey a safe bet? Could Laka suddenly get more time as the fixtures ease up? Well, yeah, these are these are good questions. What are your thoughts on this, John? Well, so looking at Arsenal, there. Let's have a look at their next five games. So they've got West Ham at home, Cardiff away, Newcastle away, Everton at home, and then Watford at home. So yeah, you've Very got a fancy, fancy yeah. them for this. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, you just mentioned Lacazette there. I think I feel as though he could start 
Uh, he should really. I really game. think he should. I mean, I yeah. thought he was going to start this game, but kept on the bench again. But maybe he's doing that against the big teams, and maybe he'll yeah. unleash it in the in the smaller yeah. teams. I do think whenever Lacazette comes on, he does make a difference to our attacking prowess. So I'm, I am hoping that he does start next game because the game after, I kind of want to. Uh, I want to choose him. I want to bring him in. So because I can't quite afford uh, Bamyang, um, but yeah, if uh, Lacazette becomes an option, I think he's definitely one to have yeah I'm definitely feeling that because I feel as though when people play against the likes of Chelsea away and Man City they set up quite differently to how they do normally so I feel as though we're going to see a normal Arsenal next week um, who aren't playing a team from the top six so I feel as though Lacazette is definitely going to be part of that he should be starting he's had a banging pre-season and yet he's just one guy that I think that someone should have a look at I think he's already dropped in price I think he's 9.4 mil now um I believe so, yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I would definitely be back in their defence as well. Arsenal's defence? Um, I think Czech. Yeah. I, I mean, know. if you look at them fixtures, why not? Why not? Uh, I just think we are, at the moment, I think we're defensively terrible. And I, I think that Czech, even anyone, there's a mistake in, in one of the back four there. They're not <laughs> quite quite as tight as I, I'm hoping. But attacking-wise, we're looking really good. I mean, we could have scored six in the first half against uh, Chelsea. But defensively, not for me. Who are you thinking defensively? Well, I was going to bring up Peter Cech because I think he's the cheapest way into the team. But what do you think about the Cech-Leno situation? We d- we we don't really know to be honest. It's that's that's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen with this. I mean, at the moment he seems to have faith in Czech, but Leno could just come in, and uh, who, who knows? It's, uh, it's this is a new system, and no no real Arsenal fan or any casual Arsenal fan, I don't I don't think knows this. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean looking back, there was such a thing as Wenger Ball. I mean, passing it around from the back, but I mean, <laughs> Emery's he's taking it to the next level, isn't he? Have you seen it? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, it's, uh, and Czech certainly isn't comfortable in that system. That is, uh, it's very clear that he uh, he doesn't like the <laughs> yeah having the ball played back to him. So that's always uh, leaves you on a bit of a knife edge. But yeah, that Chelsea game we looked uh, very good going forward. It could have been could have been four two up by halftime if we'd have taken our chances. Um, Iwobi looks to be a player improving, but I wouldn't go for him just yet. Yeah, I think if I, I really want Lacazette to start playing, so if he if he gets a game, I think he could be someone you look at because he has looked good when he's come on. But at the moment, I think Mkhitaryan's probably the safest bet in that front um, front four, and is the most likely to provide as well. Yes, yeah, he he's got the last two ninety minutes, but I wouldn't say yeah. there's anyone really who's nailed in our attacking setup, including Ozil, apart from Aubameyang, who Aubameyang yeah. he did get an XG expected goals of zero point eight, which is one of the highest. Obviously, he missed two yeah. sitters and he got four shots on goal. Uh, but I am expecting him to explode soon. I do think he is due. Obviously, as I say, he missed a few sitters, but goal scorer like him, you, you don't expect him to miss many more. And he did put on Twitter, he, he put a tweet out just saying that he's sorry he missed, but tomorrow will be better. So he's kind of got a point to prove. And I think Aubameyang owners will ve- feel quite hard done by from the last game because those two he missed. They have actually done well to keep him. And I think, yeah, he will do well now. He, and soon, I do think. Think he'll become a, a captain option with these fixtures coming up? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so potentially either some uh, confident or wishful thinking from the Gunners fans here. Um, chaps, what about West Ham? I think West Ham, they, they started well in the, the first half of their game, but I don't know, you, you don't really want to go for anyone. I think Arnie's the one, now he's on pens, even when Noble's on the pitch, so that's making him more attractive, 7 million. 
Uh, I just think, I don't know, their whole team needs to gel a bit more. Obviously, they've got all these players coming in. I just don't think it's, it's gelling as they want it to. But I do think that Arnie's going to become a great option. Yeah, yeah, I would I probably echo that. You'd echo that I mean, it, on penalties as well, clearly. So, and potentially as that team starts to click. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, they've got a very good manager in Pellegrini. It's just whether they can get them playing. Because uh, I really fancied them at the start of the season, but they've not started too well at all, have they? No, it's a bit, a bit like a bully said at the start, a bit like Arsenal. Going on to, uh, just going quickly back to Mkhitaryan. Obviously, he got the goal assist. He got three shots on goal, uh, five chances created and was actually the most involved for the Arsenal midfielders. So this might actually start, kickstart his value of seven million. But like I say, I'm not convinced that he's going to get all the game time. Maybe Lacazette can come in and push him out. So think about that if you are bringing him in, but. He, he could come good. We've got good fixtures. It just depends if he starts or not. I just think his starting position is less than secure at the moment. Okay, so it sounds like we're, we're not really that fond of West Ham for this fixture and uh, keep an open eye on Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that case, let us move on uh, to Bournemouth versus Everton. So let's start with the debates around Wilson versus King. Have there been any Twitter questions about that, Iceman? Yeah, I believe there hasn't. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's make one. King versus Wilson. John, you, you mentioned this earlier, possibly, when we were talking pre-pod. What are your thoughts on Bournemouth and their strike force? If I'm being honest, I really like them. Uh, I think Wilson's been class. And someone who's been in my team is uh, Fraser, who's in the Dream Team currently. Yeah. Um, he's on 17 points so far for the season. Um, so, yeah, I think Bournemouth, at the moment, they're looking, looking really good. I believe they've got six points so far, uh, joint top of the league. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just having a look now, they've only conceded one goal. Uh, so yeah, they've got a got a clean sheet in there, looking solid at the back. But yeah, I've I've looked at the heat maps from the game at the weekend. Um, I downloaded the Sofa Score app uh, where you can look at the heat maps. I definitely recommend having yeah, a look at that. That's good. That um, yeah. And I was comparing King versus Wilson, and it's no question that King is kind of playing behind Wilson. Uh, yeah. King is kind of playing a centre forward or a centre attacking midfielder role, whereas Wilson is your out and out striker who's kind of on the last man, uh, whereas King is kind of roaming side to side of the pitch and playing a little bit deeper. So I'm a little bit disappointed in King because he had a decent pre-season, uh, scored a few goals, and I thought he was the more nailed on of the two. But looking at it, I think that Wilson is a lot more threatening and being 0.5 mil cheaper, only for 6 mil, I think if you bring in Wilson in this week, it's not a bad move at all against a leaky Everton side. Yeah, I, I think reluctantly, yeah, sure. I, I, I agree. He's had uh, eight shots in his first two, highest for big chances with four. But I suppose it's whether you like him or not. I mean, I don't mm. due to how much he blanked for me last season. But he's getting into those areas where he can score. And with two and two and an assist, his involvement is 75% of Bournemouth goals. He has to be an option for everyone now. And I think the goal he scored against West Ham, it just shows how much confidence he's got. And he's kind of got maybe a point to prove from last season. He just took the ball mm. all the way from... Well, I don't know where it was halfway, and just it just looks good now. And I think I may be swayed at some point, but I have been burnt by him. So maybe when the fixtures get a bit harsh for them, they've played Cardiff team, which have just come up, and a West Ham team, which are still gelling. So maybe mm-hmm. that might be why. So I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't invest yet. I, I, I would hold off if you have King. I wouldn't necessarily do the sidewards move. I'm giving King one more week to kind of prove himself. Then I think it. Yeah. Be. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at their fixtures, the next so they've got Everton at home this weekend coming up, 
And then after that, they've got Chelsea away, which obviously isn't a great fixture. But after that, they're looking pretty good. They've got Leicester at home, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home, Watford away, Southampton at home, then Fulham away. Yeah, pretty good so fixtures. So yeah. up until game week 10, you've got to fancy him. But yeah, it's weird how you have them kind of grudges against players. Because um, I remember Callum Wilson scored a hat-trick on the opening day of the season a few years ago. And uh, everyone was all over him like a rash. But yeah. I think he got injured for the season after that. So... Uh, didn't perform well so yeah one to watch yeah I agree with you there Iceman nice okay um, I'm going to move us to Everton if that's alright chaps Yeah. The, the player I want to shout now I know you guys are probably going to say Richarlison uh, so I'll let you do that I'm actually um, fond of my old mate Wally Walcott um, Wally Walcott yeah another good performance in this one goal and assist cheap way into that Everton attack I think Silva's going to lean towards him all season long and just exciting we know that when Walcott gets on a streak and plays consistently how good he can be for FPL um, so I think if you haven't got Richarlison or if you wanted to go the different way Wally's not a bad shout yeah no, I think I agree he did he missed a sitter as well um, oh he always misses sitters that's Wally <laughs> he that's got, Wally for you it <laughs> is Wally <laughs> he got goal disallowed as well but yes yeah, scored and assisted I mean I suppose that's all you want from that kind of price player 6.5 but yeah. I'm I'm a bit wary on it I, I'm kind of thinking maybe not dive in yet uh, we've seen him perform well before but not consistently enough for Everton for my liking it's that consistency yeah. which you're looking for and I, I maybe think wait a little bit longer if you've got Richarlson uh, he, he just seems to be the option for me at that price if you're bringing in the Everton player but like you say, maybe a, a, a dif- differential if all your other competitors are going for Richardson and you just want to go different. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm just looking at the stats now. And um, Richardson, he's expected goals from the shots he's had. He's only, he's only 0.92. So according to the stats, he's massively overachieving at the moment. And um, Theo Walcott is on 0.78 expected goals for the season. So yeah, on paper, they're performing very, very similarly. Um, so I think, yeah, as you say, Walcott, could be one that you want to go for if you do want that differential because they are performing very, very uh, close together. Yeah, they, they mentioned on Match of the Day how the uh, front four are performing like as a unit with Richarlson, Sigurdsson, Wilcott and uh, Tosin kind of playing well together. Uh, Richarlson, obviously, he's got three and two now, which is great, uh, but only out of four attempts, so he's just really clinical at the moment, Richarlson. And I do yeah. think yeah. you've got, kind of got to get on him while, while they're hot because his, his stats, to me, that that's not great. And when I go for a player, I'm always looking at stats and obviously he's got the returns. So you're thinking, well, if it's this good, you've just got to hit it. Uh, but it was a bit like when Jamie Vardy was scoring a goal every game and uh, I was really stubborn back then. I just didn't get him in because I was just like, well, his stats are pretty poor and he's just not that good. <laughs> and uh, that, that was uh, to my detriment because uh, it just didn't work for me. And I think if you haven't got Richardson, I just think it's probably easier if you just bring him in. They've still got pretty decent fixtures coming up, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, get on while, while it's hot is my call. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to echo that uh, because looking at their fixtures, got Bournemouth away this weekend, then after that it's Huddersfield and West Ham at home. Yeah. So I think while it's hot, get on him. We saw what he could do last season at Watford. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely worth a punt. 
Yeah, the one I'm really disappointed in for Everton is Coleman. I really thought 5.5 was just going to be a bit of a bargain because a couple of seasons ago, I think it was ranked at like 7 mil. And I was just, well, there's a reason for that because he was pretty decent and he's only just come back from the injury. Anyway, he's not doing it now. He's only had one attempt in his last two, three crosses. Uh, none were successful. He's created no chances. I'm, I'm kind of not happy with his returns, but if you're, if you're looking for a, uh, an Everton option, I think Keane may be one to, to look at. He's had four headed goal attempts and he's always been good in the air, Keane. He's a bit like, uh, Van Dyke. I think he's kind of due a goal, Keane. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree. I think, uh, he saw how good he could be at Burnley a few seasons ago and he's kind of, not kind of found his feet last season at Everton. Uh, but yeah, for five mil, it looked as though he's pretty much nailed on. I think it's going to be Keane alongside the likes of Holgate, Jagielka or Mina, uh, perhaps. Uh, uh, so, Zuma yeah, I think he's pretty much nailed on. Yeah. But, yeah, Zuma, yeah, I forgot about him. But I doubt that they'll play someone else alongside them. I think they're going to play someone who's a mainstay in their team. So, yeah, I think Keane for five mil is definitely a decent pick. Nice. OK, so uh, still some interest in the Everton defence there, chaps. Shall we move on to our, our next picture, Iceman Huddersfield versus Cardiff? Oh, yeah, I've got loads to say on both these teams. Yeah, I was going to say, can we skip this one? <laughs> I, I'm, happy to, I'm completely happy to skip this if you are. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose the only thing to mention is Cardiff's effort. I knew you had goal. one. You can't resist this. Yeah, stats. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> he, he has. He saved his second penalty in two games now, Effridge, and he is actually top on the baseline bonus at the moment. But I wouldn't bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> How is this a Premier League game? Yeah, Huddersfield <laughs> versus Cardiff. What is going on? Uh, these are the two worst teams, in my opinion. They're both going to go down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cardiff fans. I'm sorry, Huddersfield fans. But in my opinion, they're both going down. Huddersfield is my local Premier League team, and yeah. It just amazes me how they, even in the Premier League, yeah, I've, I've not got any fantasy football interest in this game whatsoever. Fair enough. Well, uh, all I'm going to say is uh, Bobby Reid had a good season last year in the Championship, so watch this space. Anyway, move on to Southampton versus Leicester. Um, Danny Ings, great finish for his goal. He's got the number nine shirt, John. He seems to be the man that Hughes is going to. Austin came off before him, and he's been selected ahead of Gabby Adini, so he seems to be the one that's got the interest for Saints as that cheaper third choice striker what, what are your thoughts on him and Saints Danny Ings he is one that I'm absolutely loving at the moment he's unfortunately not in my team no. uh, but for 5.5 mil I'm thinking of bringing him in for Joshua King nice um, so yeah um, I put a series of tweets out earlier today uh, which I'll just I'll just go through them if you like um, so yeah Danny Ings forward 5.5 million his next three games Leicester at home Crystal Palace away and then Brighton at home which looks good on paper um, and his ownership is only 2.8%. So, yeah, a differential if you want one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you compare him to other 5.5 mils strikers, there's not anyone really that you could really look at. For a similar price, you'd get Vokes, Nias, Depotra, or Jimenez, who plays at Wolves. So, it's not really anyone who's challenging him for that kind of price. He's kind of hit the ground running. He scored in his first start for Southampton. And in that game, he played really, really, really well. Yeah. I was looking at the um, pass maps again on SofaScore and he was the out-and-out striker. Charlie Austin started, but he was kind of playing a centre-forward role uh, behind him. And in that game, he took six shots, which is unbelievable. And he took three shots in the game before. So he's only played 124 minutes for Southampton since he's been there. But he's already taken nine shots, eight of which were in the penalty area. So that's a shot under just every 14 minutes. So yeah. he's definitely someone I think is definitely worth looking at and having. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 
I tell you, he's been given number nine as well, so it just proves that he is going to be a starter. I just, I almost feel like we need to see a bit more of him just to mm. go for it. Mm. But knowing that King's not doing too well, it does make you want to lean towards it. Also frees up a million. He's been considerably underpriced, in my opinion, 5.5. Yeah. If it's only because he was starting for Liverpool is that they priced him at that. If he yeah. was starting for Southampton, it would definitely be up in the 6.57s mark. And yeah, I, I do think that he is going to be worth it and he is going to increase in price quite a lot. People are going to be moving in for him quite a lot soon. Yeah, 100%. And I feel as though he could potentially be on penalties if Charlie Austin is not on the pitch. Um, I was looking into this earlier today and he used to take the penalties for Burnley when they were in the Premier League. And he's got a decent track record. So I'm just thinking, I think Southampton's main penalty taker is going to be Charlie Austin when he's on the pitch. But as everyone knows, he gets heavily rotated. Um, yeah. So, I think Daniels could have some part to play in those penalty kicks. So, yeah, 5.5 mil. I think he could potentially be, if he stays fit, someone that you just set and forget and have as that third striker. Yeah, if he stays fit. If that's the key, isn't it? John, is there anyone else from Saints you think holds value at the moment? They used to be such a go-to defensively. Uh, yeah. Um, however, I wouldn't really count on their defence, if I'm being honest. I think Mark Hughes is a bit of a weak manager. Yeah, I don't be. really rate him attackingly or defensively. I don't know how he's got a job in the Premier League. Um, but if I was going to be looking at their players, I'd be looking at their attacking mids who are going to support Ings in that attack. Yeah. And personally, he's bit me so many times in the past, but I'm still kind of drawn towards Redmond. It might <laughs> pain me to say this, but yeah, I really do fancy him. Um, I think he's a wait and see. I think he could get a few goals or assists maybe in the next few games where they've got decent fixtures. But yeah, Redmond, if you, if you want a punt... And it's one of the puntiest of punts going. Yeah, Nathan Redmond, if you like. Yeah, I think I've and just the, thrown up in my mouth a little bit. The, the, to be fair, <laughs> I, I was actually I was listening to the Saints game um, on the radio, um, and they were making out that Redmond was having a very good game. Except it was on BBC Radio Solent, which, if you ever want to listen to a Saints game impartially, um, don't listen to that because it's lit. <laughs> they're basically booing the other team. So, uh, but they were insisting Redmond looked eye-catching to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love it when we've got bias commentary on. It's awesome. It, it's awesome. It's like they didn't mention <laughs> any of the other the other teams' names. It's brilliant. Um, Iceman, have you got anything to add on Saints? Nothing to add on Saints. No. That's good. Well, you can talk about Leicester. Then, let's move to Leicester. I suppose the option which we shouted last Leicester. week, the option which we shouted last week, James Madison was the kind of one which we're keeping an eye on, and he did score. And what? Oh, uh, minute, what? I, I thought we were more waiting Pereira. Yeah, but we did mention James Madison, Pete. We... I, I had I had a nice large spoon full of my Sunday, and I yeah. said to you, wasn't that a great shout? Us calling Pereira. Yeah, yeah, changed. That's that's quite right. But I was. Right, right <laughs> I was mentioning Madison as well. We shouted him. We shouted them both. And also Chilwell were uh, performing yeah. well as well. But um, just just going over Madison, still keeping on. He only had the one attempt on goal, though, and only got one touch in the penalty box. So not great stats from him, considering he may be this uh, 6.5 option, which we're looking at. I do think Wolves played quite well. I think they were really unlucky against them, as uh, as John said earlier. Uh, they've got some pretty good fixtures coming up, Leicester, though. They've got Southampton. As as we know, uh, away to Southampton. Then they've got Liverpool, but then after that, it's Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Everton. So not too bad fixtures, but I still think that James Madison, you kind of need to wait a little bit longer before you invest in him. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Pereira, which he shouted last week, looks a great option. Honest, yeah. Just just the five mil kind of puts me off for some reason. But yeah, he, he could come good with with Chilwell. Same price there. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Peter Blake was more pro um, Chilwell last week, statistically, wasn't he? But Pereira um, has passed the eye test a few times I've seen him now. Um, John, what do you think about Leicester? Uh, yeah, I'm really liking the Pereira shout. I, he's someone that I had in my watch list, um, who, yeah, similar to you, haven't pulled the trigger on. I'm just looking at the prices. I didn't know that Chilwell was 5 mil. Uh, I think that's quite expensive for him. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, but yeah, I've been looking at the positional play of Pereira and he almost plays as a right winger, doesn't he? So I think that's yeah. one you could definitely have your eye on. He's got 16 points already from the two games. So that's against Manchester United and Wolves. So if that's anything to go off, I think, yeah, he could definitely be a bargain. Um, looking elsewhere for Leicester, in the midfield, Madison, as you say, um, he scored albeit quite luckily. There's no one else in the midfield that I'd be kind of be tempted by. It's quite interesting, though, up top that Jamie Vardy got a red card, and I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. I'm guessing three games for the straight red. Yeah, it'll be three. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, so who's looking to fill his boots? I would put it on Kelechi and Inacho, uh, who for six mil, stepping into that Leicester team, could could do quite well. In those three games, he's got Southampton, Liverpool and Bournemouth. So Southampton and Bournemouth, you'd fantasy... Leicester to score, and it might just be through him. Who knows? Yeah, not a bad shout. We know the talent to be an actual, and he's going to get a good crack of games now. So, again, could rival wings for that kind of third cheap striker. It sounds like we're running this one dry. So, I think the next one is uh, based on tonight's result as well, is going to have plenty of shouts. We've got Liverpool, the evening kickoff, taking on Brighton. Um, Liverpool pulling through tonight with a 2 0 victory. A couple of controversial moments there. Um, Iceman, the Reds off to a good start for Klopp. We've got another clean sheet for the likes of uh, Alisson and Robertson. How do you see this one going? Well, yeah, we had a question here from Faith No Moreno's to put Liverpool assets stick or twist after game week four. So he's already looking beyond this this game, thinking probably Ooh, they're going to... Good planning, sir. I, I do think they're, they're probably going to whoop Brighton here. But yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Are you, are you looking at keeping uh, Liverpool assets after game week four, John? Um... I saw a thread on this on Reddit the other day. So just looking at their fixtures, uh, after game week four, they've got Spurs away, Southampton at home, Chelsea away, and then Man City at home. So three of those four fixtures are really tough. But everyone before the season has been saying Liverpool have got a great chance to win the league. So if they are going to win the league, these are the kinds of games where they've got to get a result from. Um, So yeah, if people believe hype around Liverpool, it shouldn't be a problem because they should be at least drawing or at least winning these games against Spurs away or Chelsea. So... If you've got if you've got Salah or you've got Mane or you've got Firmino or pretty much anyone else in the Liverpool team who starts because they're all on form, you've got a fancy in them. But saying that, if you've got Salah who's 13 mil and he's playing away at Chelsea and Spurs, if you're not going to captain him, I think that this is something you need to really look at because 13 mil is a lot for a player that you're not going to captain. So I feel as though if you are going to take him out, now is your time to do it because uh, he's owned by 50% of people. So if other people don't want to own him anymore, his price will drop, I feel, quite quickly. So... I would keep the likes of Mane and Firmino, people who you wouldn't really captain. But Salah, if you're not captaining him, potentially look elsewhere to replace him, potentially. Yeah, Iceman, what, what do you think about... Um, do you want to add anything on Liverpool? Uh, I, I don't think we can add anything other than what we've added from last week, really. I mean, really? they're always going to be the one of the best options to go for their attacking option. I think the maybe question mark is over Firmino, not getting anything tonight. Didn't look as involved, apparently. I didn't watch it all myself. Um, but it's it's always Salah and, and Mane for me. I do think that at the back, maybe uh, the Alexander-Arnold option maybe provides the most value at 5 mil. Um, I th- feel like he's going to become a better option as, as we 
go further in, into the season. Regarding this question, regarding sticking or twisting after game week four, I think maybe, I think you've just got to stick. I think they're, they're too good. It's a bit like City. They're in attack. They're too good not to have. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Is there, is there any hope for, for Brighton then, John? Anyone you would shout from them? Uh, just to say, Iceman is a huge Murray fan. Oh, I love him. And was delighted with the goal. <laughs> the yeah, I mean, I'm a Manchester United fan, but yeah, that first goal that he scored was, I mean, it was something special. But I mean, against Liverpool, I wouldn't really fancy any of them, though, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I can really give them any, any hope in this one. Horrible run of fixtures for, for Brighton. But having said that, they've just done it against United. So although things are decidedly more harmonious uh, for Klopp's lot than Mourinho at the moment. Yeah, I did. I did look at something else though regarding uh, Gross by uh, today's prices. According to FPL Stato, saying the best value mids last season was Gross, top twenty three point four points per million. Then it's Salah, then Decore. Uh, but looking at Gross, he only had one attempt on goal in the last two. That's not very good for owners. He, he is on penalties, so that's the bonus to having him. But at six point nine years now, I don't think that he is the best option, especially with their fixtures. They don't seem to perform well against the big teams, and they've got three of the big teams in the next five. Yeah, it's pretty damning, isn't it? Um, I'm going to move us on to the, the Sunday fixtures. So uh, Watford Palace, the first on Super Sunday. Watford, really surprise package. I, I really wrote them off and they actually look quite a dynamic side. I mean, if the, way, the way they set up, you've just got these floating midfield strikers, kind of play where you want type situation. But um, Iceman, do you want to uh, purr over your grey acquisition? <laughs> yeah, grey scored a fantastic goal. I mean, grey and Dini. They seem to be providing a good partnership at Watford, like I said at the start. And uh, this was actually one of the first times that three English players have scored for Watford for a while. Um, with Will Hughes as well, another five million option. Yeah. Uh, he's got five attempts in his last two, creating two chances, getting a superb goal he scored uh, from Burnley out- outside the box. Yeah. And, and he does seem to be nailed for that starting spot. So uh, with this Watford team, he looked good attacking. I think maybe he, he is a, a five mil option. Obviously, a lot of people went for Pereira last week. He got the two, but he wasn't involved in anything this week. I still think maybe he could be an option still. I think maybe you need to see some more consistency from these guys there. Yeah, what do you think, John? Uh, yeah, um, I feel as though they're kind of on the wait and see list. But yeah, I've been really impressed with their defence. I know you, Iceman, are impressed with the attack, but the defence has been really good as well. So yeah. they kept a clean sheet against Brighton. Um, then only conceded the one goal against Burnley. And I know you were talking about Holly Bass last week, who's risen yes. in price. Um, he's on 15 points. He's, he's doing really well. Cabaselli, he's nailed on four and a half mil. So it feels like if you are looking for those budget defenders, I feel as though there's some real value there. Cathcart, Cabaselli, um, and Kiko Firmini are the ones that I would be looking at. Um, the next game is Palace at home, so there's no reason why uh, they can't go on and keep another clean sheet. The only problem is after that, they've got Spurs and United, both at home though, so they've got three home games in a row now. Yeah, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, well, what do you think about Foster as a cheaper goalkeeping option? I mean, a lot of people went with him in their rotation, and he's he's proven, you know, he's, he's stepped up for them so far. Yeah, he's a player that I've gone for. He rotated with Fabianski, who's been dreadful. Um, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I mean, I'm rightly thinking that Foster, um, this is his second spell at Watford, so clearly knows the club and has settled in really well, and he's very experienced, so he's organising that back line well. I think, yeah, for this next game against Palace, I'd be looking at him, but. Yeah, further than that, if you're wildcarding in game week four over the international break, it wouldn't be a bad move to take him out because his fixtures aren't great after that. Yeah, OK, so maybe one to think about in a, in a rotation, but not 
you know, keep an eye on the form moving forward. Mm. Um, Palace look really promising in their first game. Unfortunately, losing to Liverpool, though, I don't think we can read too much into that. Um, the the golden gem, as it looked for the season, the the four million one Bissaka got sent off straight for taking out Salah, so he's going to be out. Um, great. So <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone. Yeah, John, uh, bench um, just <laughs> with a red card now. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I had to, he rotated in for me because I had a player not playing, and uh, yes, I'm enjoying that minus two. But, uh, but John, so Zaha was the man to go to. Do you think he still has value to keep in teams at his lower price? Uh, yeah, Wilfred Zaha, 7 mil. Yeah, if you look at their fixtures, they've got really good fixtures. Yeah, there seems to be a real shift between teams who've had hard games and then coming into easy games. And then, as I say, Watford have had easy games going into hard games. So, But uh, Watford, sorry, uh, Crystal Palace, yeah, they play Watford away next, then Southampton at home, Huddersfield away, Newcastle at home, then Bournemouth away. Great fixtures. Uh, Zahar is no doubt their leading man and I feel as though there's more to come from him um, yeah. but yeah regarding Wan-Bissaka I would love it if people sold him and his price went down personally I don't have him in my team he's 4.1 <laughs> mil at the moment if That's he dropped sneaky. to 4 mil you want him cheaper to 4 mil, <laughs> yes or 3.9 mil imagine that <laughs> if you put him in I would love it <laughs> That's great business sense, though. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. make, make take the most. Yeah, you can. Uh, he's in my team, so I'm, I'm going to keep him in just as a placeholder. But uh, yeah, Iceman, anyone else you'd add from from this Palace side? Um, not really anyone who we didn't shout last week. I suppose it's uh, the PVA and the uh, defence, but you can't really judge it yet. You kind of want to see how they got on with this game. I need to look at the stats and how things all worked out. Obviously, they let in two goals, but they held off Liverpool for quite a while. So yeah, maybe their defence is still. Um, investable it's just obviously Ward's going to come in now for Wan Biscuit yeah I've still got I've still got PVA so I'm still hoping for big things from him I can see only got one attempt in the last game but you can't really judge it against this Liverpool side they've got some good fixtures so I still think just hold on to those players and yeah Zaha's still going to be an option yeah, I think I'd stick with Zaha. He's cheap enough as, a, again, an ongoing placeholder he's pretty mercurial so he can come up with a goal against anyone so I'm going to keep hold of him as well Fulham versus Burnley then. So, um, again, another big spending club in, in Fulham. Burnley much more familiar than last season. Tarkowski with his headed goal. What do you think about this one? Ice Man, do you want to kick us off? Uh, with the, with the ball, um, with the Burnley players I don't think they're kind of equipped to deal with the Europa League they played uh, 120 minutes on the Thursday and I don't think they've got a big enough squad for the Premiership so I'm just kind of staying away from any of their players to be honest it just scares me off knowing that they've got that Europa League obviously if they didn't then I would feel like they're more of an option yeah I tend to agree with that John yeah completely agree with that yeah they've not got the biggest squad um, so, yeah, seeing how they're going to rotate with the Europa League and then playing on Sundays every week is going to be quite interesting. And again, I feel as though last year playing against Watford at home is a game that you would fancy them to either win or at least get a draw. But, yeah, I feel as though Europa League's taking a toll on them already because, as we know, they lost. So, yeah, I, I would hold off Burnley plays at the moment. Yeah, they're one of those we've always been able to uh, to go to reliably for defence. But as the Iceman says, that Europa League could really put a spanner in the work. So let's see how Deitch manages that one. Iceman, what about Fulham? So Kearney had some chances, a, a cheap, you know, cheap option going forward. Sessegnon still starting in that left wing position that he got an assist. Uh, Mitrovic with the goal, you know, can we can we see some value in Fulham 
Yeah, I think there is. The, the, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of value in them. I mean, like you've got Sessegnon, and I think you're kind of good yeah. to have him, really, because uh, he got the assist. He probably should have scored, to be honest with that. But he's very high up there on the expected goals involvement table. Yeah. This is uh, the expected goals and expected assists combo. So he's on 1.8 at the moment, and that's uh, behind Pogba and Salah. So yeah. uh, as you mentioned, still playing further forward, out of position. Fulham looking pretty good attacking. Wise, and I'm going to expect some points from him coming up. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, if you've got that 6.5 option to go for, I wouldn't necessarily go for him yet. I'd wait for him to to come good a little bit, a little bit more. But Mitrovic up there, he seems to be he's he's top of the uh, shots on goal at the moment, most attempts for any player over the first two game weeks. I mean, maybe he is one of the best 6.5 options because he is quite selfish. He gets the ball and he just wants to score. He's just always going for goals. So I do think that he is going to become a good option obviously got the goal against Spurs just I see a lot more goals in them it's yeah. it's their fixtures which I'm not kind of hoping for the next three I mean even even with Burnley you know Brighton away is a tough game then they've got City after that it's kind of hit and miss their their fixtures they've got a bad fixture always in between like a, a few good ones yeah. so to me, it's, it's difficult to invest, but with a player like Mitrovic, you can kind of feel like he can score against anyone. So maybe, uh, if, if you've got that 6.5 option from King, I do think that he is an option as well as Ings. Yeah, I, lo- I love how direct Mitrovic is. He'll always try and kind of fashion a chance, the proper number nine. He's been in the, uh, the mould of Shearer, which uh, Newcastle fans would be really wishing they had right now. Yeah. Any, any more to add on this, this fixture, chaps, Fulham or Burnley? No. Going once, going twice. And we're moving on. We're moving on to, oh, fancy that, Newcastle versus Chelsea. So uh, I, I've now had the pleasure of my Sky subscription of watching Newcastle twice on a Saturday at, at lunchtime. And I can't bear it anymore. Um, that They really pose zero attacking threats. And I've got to say, I apologise if I've ever backed Kennedy because he's just not in a good place at the moment. Had a couple of great opportunities from a direct free kick and, and a woeful penalty. So... Having said that, he will now probably score, but I'm, I'm, I'm not shouting Kennedy anymore. Um, John, is there, is there any? Can you see any life in this Rafa side? Uh, I'm very sorry for your Sky subscription, there, bully. Yeah. However, yeah, uh, no, it's the fixtures that's putting me right off Newcastle. If I'm being honest, yeah, there's no one, absolutely no one who's catching my eye. Pozilu, <laughs> nah. Kennedy. Nah, Richie, Shelby. There's not anyone. Not anyone at all, really. Richie might interest me if he didn't get being kept being substituted after 60, 70 minutes. I'm not sure what the problem is there, but um, it, he's arguably their most creative player, so behind Shelby at least. Um, but no, I don't have a lot of hope for Newcastle this season at the moment. No, yeah, me neither. I mean, just looking at their fixtures, it's it's a terrible start for them, isn't it? I mean, yeah. You know, they've already played two games. The next game is Chelsea at home. Uh, you've got to fancy Chelsea, Man City yeah. away, then Arsenal at home. It's yeah. uh, it's tough. It's really tough for them. Uh, so, John, who, who, who do you like from Chelsea in this one? Who do I like from Chelsea? I think there's quite a few options. I think David Luiz, I feel as though he's a good option because he seems nailed on in that Chelsea back line. It looks as though Azpilicueta has been shifted to right back and David Luiz is coming in the central defence. And he's the cho- he's the joint cheapest um, defender in the Chelsea team. So yeah. five and a half mil is a great way into that back line. And he can also take free kicks. And also he's a threat from set pieces, from corners. Um, so I think David Luiz is definitely worth a pick. Other than that, um, in the midfield, Pedro, I think he's a great pick. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that he's had seven shots over two games. So he's obviously getting forward a lot. And maybe this new style will suit him. And in the midfield, I never thought I'd say this, but... 
N'Golo Kante, 5 mil. Previously a noob pick for fantasy football, but he looks good. Um, I know when he joined Leicester, he played as a winger. And in this system, he seems to be playing as a kind of more attacking midfielder with Jorginho being the centre defensive yeah. midfielder. And it's enabling him to push on and he's he's looking quite threatening. So for 5 mil, I don't think that's the worst pick. You know, I think I think he's got some value there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he's, um, they did the feature on Match of the Day the other week, but still he looks like for a cheap player that potentially will attack and has got the odd goal and assist in him. He's, he's not a bad one, particularly if people are looking to wildcard in the next few weeks as well as, as a potential rotator. Yeah, it was the uh, the legend Mito mentioned last week. I, th- I think Kante will score well to be a fourth midfielder type for FPL teams. So he's been mentioning that. A lot of people mentioned it in the uh, Twitter world. Kante playing off the shoulder of the last defender, going for runs, had a few shots blocked and uh, had a header. He should have scored. I mean, he's getting there it's just not got the composure in front of goal at the moment for me but still lists him as as an option it's just his his stats aren't necessarily the best I mean I saw some stats for a guy for Bournemouth Brooks was actually a little bit better than him at the same price Brooks he may be Brooks may be overlooked I mean it'll be interesting to see if he can grab some points soon because he got six shots on goal four in the box with 10 penalty area touches which isn't bad for the first two at five mil, if you compare him to Kante, he is on six penalty error touches and only four attempts on goal. Obviously, got the scuff goal, so that's kind of what counts where the points are. And he does play for a top six team, so maybe the points will come. But I feel like when Hazard is back, I'm not sure if that's going to change things. They've also got Kova, Kovacic. Kovacic, yeah, they've got him to come in as well. I'm not sure if he's going to displace Barkley. So that could change things. That could change the way that Chelsea play. So not saying that he's necessarily an option yet. So I would hold out if you're looking at Kante. I would hold out just at the moment. Mm. Can can someone, can we have a word on Eden Hazard, please? Because I feel like he's come on so far. He's dazzled in both occasions. I guess we're just waiting for the uh, European transfer market to close. Yeah, we, we, um, so that he's actually going to play. We had a but question. What are your thoughts on him, We had a question from Lone Wolf. Has just put. Uh, I have a gut feeling Hazard will thrive under Sari. Should we consider Hazard instead of the agony of the Pep Roulette in midfield, especially with KDB out of the picture? Maybe he's that change for you, Billy. Well, I'm, I'm literally he's the one I'm looking at this week, but yeah. I don't want to. I'm not going to make my transfer because you've you banned me from doing that for a little while, haven't you? Yeah, you need to make your transfers a lot later, near near a, near a Friday, right? No crap transfers midweek is the new rule from the Iceman. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a reasonable shout, isn't it? Especially because if he if he doesn't move to Real Madrid, um, he's banging form and he's looked good every time he's come on for Chelsea. And they've got um, good fixtures as well. They do. Yeah, what are your thoughts on him, John? Are you, um, you an Eden Hazard fan? <laughs> do you think he's I, I overrated? Yeah. See, I'm of the kind of thought of thinking where I think he's one of the most overrated players in the whole wide world. I think he's I just not a fan and owning him for fantasy football, he's one of the most frustrating players. He's just so inconsistent, I think. Um, and I don't feel as always captainable either. So, yeah, even though they've got nice fixtures against Bournemouth and Cardiff, for some reason I just would not back captaining him. So if you're paying, what is it, 10.5 mil for him, um, I feel as though if you're paying over 10 mil especially uh, you've got to be Captain Mitty on I just don't think Hazard is that so for me personally uh, he's not someone that I'm going to be touching um, I'm going to be looking for more value in uh, Pedro but I probably won't pull the trigger on that but yeah Hazard I feel as though it's a wait and see see how it fits into the Sarri system yeah so it's uh, so it's a wait and see for you let's get past this European transfer window by the sounds of it yeah. 
I think we do, mm. we, do, we do need to mention Alonso in this conversation. Got his um, uh, yeah yeah. Uh, do you want to add him in? I mean, yeah, he got his third attacking returns in two games, one goal and two assists. He's got six goal attempts, more than Kante, <laughs> creating three chances. And people were worried about going for him because of this Sarri formation with four at the back. But I don't think he should be. I think that should be bringing him in. He's six point six now, so he has gone up. If I could afford him and I had the transfers available, I would I would have done it by now. But uh, I can't, so he may be priced out now, but I do think that he is going to be a good option. I watched him in the Arsenal game, he was so attacking. Uh, it just seems like he was just lounging around up front at times and then ready to, <laughs> re- ready to assist Hazard and uh, Giroud, etc. So yeah, I still think he's a really good attacking option to have for Chelsea. It's just that Chelsea defensively weren't great against Arsenal. They, they had a bit of a, a 20 minutes where they, they weren't too good, but they do look really drilled in some areas. And yeah. I have a feeling this may replicate back to the back four. And I, I don't know if Kante going forward is affecting their back line negatively because that's why I'm hoping that when Hazard comes in and when uh, Kovacic comes in it might change it and he might not move forward as much and then that will make their back four more investable Mm. yeah Yeah. I've got to say I think Alonso I'm happy to say I'm completely wrong about him I thought as soon as they went to uh, four at the back he wouldn't be an option anymore but he actually has looked excellent in the first two games plenty of attacking threat from him and and of course the goal against Arsenal to win the game yeah Yeah, I completely agree with that just looking at his stats, he's actually had more shots from left back than uh, Pierre Emerick or Bamiang, Wilfred Zaha, Henrik Mkhitaryan, um, and even Maratta, who plays up front in the same team. So Alonso, yeah, very, very attacking. So yeah, six and a half mil, most expensive, six point six mil, sorry, most expensive defender in the game. I think he's definitely someone you should be looking at, and if you can shell out for him, then why not? Yeah, I think it's a great shout. So keep your eyes on Alonso. <laughs> Put your mic, you have to put it out and then because you sound really deep like Barry White. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Please keep, keep that in. Yeah, yeah. Hello? <laughs> Much better now, mate. Do I have my pre pubic um <laughs> yes, yes. non balls drop voice back now? You do you do. Uh, right. we love okay. It. Okay, we can look forward to another 15 minutes of that. Um, let's get on to this last fixture because the Iceman does need a wee. We've got Tottenham versus Manchester United. Uh, I should probably say that in the right order. So United being at home against Spurs. Uh, United, surprisingly, even though there's been questions going down to a aggressive Bournemouth side. Um, John, I'm going to let you talk about the United plight at the moment, given you're a fan. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's, it's not good, is it? I mean... Losing away at Brighton is pretty embarrassing for Jose Mourinho and everyone else at the club. But yeah, just looking at Manchester United's fantasy football options, there's, there's no one there because under Mourinho, they're just not an attacking team. Like um, Liverpool, Man City, uh, even Bournemouth, everyone knows how many chances they make. But looking at Manchester United um, and looking at how many shots they've taken, I'm just getting the stats up here. And the only, play, the only teams who've had less shots over two games... Huddersfield, West Ham and Bournemouth. So, yeah, Man United are fourth bottom for shots taken. So that's just reiterating that I don't think there's any attacking options for Man United at the moment. Not even a Lukaku? You wouldn't see him coming good at some point? Uh, I could, I can see him coming good, but again, for 11 million, I feel as though there are better options. You can get Aguero yeah. for that price, who's just Patrick, and you can get Aubameyang, who's a proven goal scorer. I just feel as though under Mourinho, it's just not going to be a team that you're going to look at unless they do get a really easy run of games, which might come up in the future. But at the moment, as it stands, they've got Tottenham at home next week. I'm laying off them at the moment. I feel as though if you are going to choose anyone for Man United, it'd be Luke Shaw. He feels as though he's got that left 
that left back spot at the moment for five mil. He's been um, rumoured to be injured though. Oh, since when? Uh, it's on uh, Fancy Football Geek put something up, but um, I haven't looked into it. But he is rumoured to be injured. That's news to me. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was playing quite well. Yeah, um, we did have uh, a question on this. Uh, Captain Kimpin has just said, uh, stick or twist on Man United defence, and he has uh, Bailly. I mean, Bailly had a great first game against Leicester. I thought it was really solid, and then he's panicking on the ball, giving the ball away, giving a penalty away as well. Everything just seems to be going wrong at United. They're a bit in turmoil. Apparently, Woodward went back into their dressing room to have a go at them after the game, so it just shows 3-1 down at half-time, not looking good for United. I I fully agree with you. Not really anyone investable there. Uh, Because even David De Gea, he's conceded 10 goals from his last 14 shots on target since the World Cup began for Manchester United and Spain. So he's conceded 10 in his last 14 shots on target. That is not good. So he's no, yeah, cleaning. not at all. It's due to cleaning, yeah. It's due to cleaning, definitely. <laughs> um, okay, what about Spurs? So Harry Kane has now scored in August, and it was a decent finish as well. Iceman, what, what do you think of the uh, London nemesis rivals? Yeah, I mean, the hoodoo's gone. It's been broken. His stats have improved. Four attempts, created two chances. It's getting better for him, but again, uh, I'll... Probably would want to see more from 12.5 mil. I don't feel like Tottenham have started yet. They've won two games, but I don't feel like they've started very well at all. And I think there's a lot more to come from them. I mean, a lot of people are looking to move out Ericsson. His stats are actually quite good, but it's just not getting any returns. So it might be a case of patience with him. He has got seven shots on goal and six chances created in his last two. I think the Lucas Moura owners are going to be quite happy with his goal. I mean, he's had a hand in uh, six in seven of his starts in all competitions more like he's got two goals and four assists so it's just saying that he's doing quite well I thought he got man man match in the last game and mm. he had uh, I think he had one disallowed may have had a one-on-one which he should have scored actually so he's getting involved I do think he's, he's going to be quite a good option for them but yeah the- just, just, can I just make a point on Mora so yeah, it's yeah. not statistical but I'm just thinking with the lack of summer uh, signings for Tottenham Mora came in the winter months. I just think you're going to see him as the main cover. I appreciate that Lamella came on and gave a decent assist, but um, I, I just think he's going to be the main man that will cover it in the absence of Son, because if he comes good, that is, you know, a little bit of validation for Spurs boardroom for, for not buying. And they can kind of point to that and say, well, we've signed someone, it's come off, it's worked. So I think you will see game time for Mora and potentially performance great finish for his goal on the, on his wrong foot as well so yeah, yeah loads of potential there I reckon yeah no I agree yeah I, I was looking at the um, I was looking at baseline bonus just checking for all the players for their baseline bonus over the last two and actually right up there right at the top is Davis and uh, Vertonghen right. baseline bonus is just where the players are mostly involved in the game and doing well past completion etc and yeah uh, Vertonghen and Davis right up there for defenders um, I mean like the keepers are, are at the top at the moment but the, the first defenders are Vertonghen and Davis so Spurs haven't kept a clean sheet yet and if they're getting that much baseline bonus once their fixtures improve which this game's not the best one to, to go for against United they've got Watford then Liverpool after that but after that they've got a stream of pretty easy games for Brighton, Huddersfield, Cardiff and West Ham so it could be good to bring in them because if they're not getting clean sheets and they're right up there on the baseline bonus, those two might be good to have. A lot of people are looking to move out Davis. And I, I maybe think that you should consider holding on. Just don't expect too much from this game. Okay. And uh, John, do you want to add anything else for Tottenham? 
Um, yeah, I would just echo the Iceman's points there. Yeah, Ben Davies and Kieran Trippier, the two wing-backs, look awesome for Tottenham. Davies has had the second most shots in the league for a defender. Um, Alonso's had six shots and uh, Davies and Benjamin Mendy have both had five. So, yeah, looking really attacking, someone who should hold for six mil. Uh, and then Trippier, um, you spoke about Ericsson there, a lot of people ditching him. I feel as though part of the reason for that is that uh, Trippier has overtaken him for set pieces. Um, yeah. I believe that Ericsson only took one corner out of five at the weekend. Oh, and wow. Trippier was taking some and obviously he scored from the free kick. Um, so yeah, Kieran Trippier, I feel as though there's value there as well for six mil. So both of them guys looking good. Yeah, Ab- Abdul Al Mamoun has actually put is Ericsson no longer a fancy option now that Trippier is taking the majority of set pieces, which is true. It does lessen his appeal, and uh, but he, he is still getting good stats. It's I don't know, kind of hit and miss on that one. If you've got him, I'll probably hold on for a little bit longer. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's hard to say he's not a fantasy option anymore because I mean, playing for Tottenham and we've seen how good he can be, but. Yeah, it does lessen his appeal, but yeah, he's he's still going to be up there as the top point scorers in midfield this season, yeah. I believe. Nice. Well, chaps, that takes us to the end of all of our game week fixtures, so it's time for the Iceman to have a wee. Thank you very much. <laughs> Right, well, welcome back to the Iceman. Let's give a quick sum up and then get on to our captain seat. So, Wolves versus Man City. Aguero, Silva and Mendy was our main discussion there. Keep your eye on Jimenez for Wolves. Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal could be an option defensively moving forward, believe it or not. Um, but with the fixtures, keep an eye. Mkhitaryan looks the greatest potential for points and wait for Lacazette to start playing. For West Ham, didn't really shout anybody because I'm not sure about them just yet. Bournemouth versus Everton. Fraser is in the dream team at the moment. Great price, great returns. Could be a good cheap option in your midfield. And also Wilson is the favourable striker. Uh, Walcott and Richarlison, the men for Everton. Huddersfield versus Cardiff, we didn't really speak about. Um, Saints versus Leicester. Ings the man for Saints. For Leicester, we like the look of Pereira, Madison, Chilwell, and an Invardi's absence, Kalecci, and Acho. Liverpool taking on Brighton. Uh, you could say Liver or for this one. So Sane, Sane, Salah, Mane. For me, I'll get it mixed up. But yes, anybody in there attacking options. And uh, of course, Robertson and Alexander Arnold might actually become the favourable option in defence cheaper. Um, for Brighton, the main one we spoke about was Gross, but no one else for this week. Watford have surprised us all. We like the look of Will Hughes, Gray. Going to their defence for a budget player and maybe even Foster as well. For Palace, it's still Zaha and unfortunately one Bissaka, the gem is gone. Fulham versus Burnley, Sessegnon and Mitrovic for Fulham. Burnley, because of that Europa League commitment, aren't looking great at the moment. Um, of course, if you have their defenders, they're not a bad one to have for rotation. Newcastle versus Chelsea. We've called David Luiz on the podcast for the first time in, in years, but uh, genuinely he does seem to be nailed on to play. Kante is a good cheap option in midfield now. The leash is off. And uh, we're waiting for the return of Eden Hazard. But Alonso is the man that's proving us all wrong. And then United versus Spurs. Again, for the first time in a while, we've called no one from United because of the uh, the issues there. We can safely say that the fog bit is on penalties. And uh, for Spurs, Davis and Trippier, great attacking wing-back options. And Harry has scored in August. Nice sum up. Yeah. So, captains and transfers. Let's go to John, our guest. John, who is going to be your skipper and who are you transferring this week? Okay, so my skipper for the third week running is going to be Mo Salah at home against Bournemouth. 
I think that's a pretty easy decision. Uh, Brighton. He's playing. You could yeah. even argue that. You, sorry, yeah, Brighton. Yeah, uh, you could even argue you go for Mane uh, for that one there. Um, however, for my transfers, I've literally just pulled the trigger. I've gone for Josh King to Danny Ings, and I've also done Sigurdsson to Richarlison. A bit of a sideways move there. So I had two free transfers in the bank, and I've used them both. Oh, so you've got two mil in the bank as well. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Interesting. And um, okay, Iceman. I am also going to captain Salah. He is looking electric still, and he's got six shots tonight, I think. So, yeah, still going to be the best option. Probably the most captained as well. Aguero, I would say he is an option, but against this Wolves team, not letting in many shots, I don't think he's going to get as much as he did against Huddersfield. Um, and my transfers are nothing at the moment. I'm hoping to hold and play King this week. If I, if I do buckle, I'll do the King to Ings transfer. The King to Wings. Yeah, I like that. Well, I'm going to make it a clean sweep of captains. I'm backing Salah at home. I think that's, you know, he's got a couple of assists tonight, um, leaving it on Salah. In terms of my transfer, it's got to be getting rid of KDB. So watch this space. I'm, I'm going to take the rest of the week to make the decision. The Iceman has put a block on all transfer activity for me until then. Yeah. Can I get away with that? Is that all right? That's fine, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Iceman, Twitter questions. What have we got left that we haven't answered? Okay, so, so we've we've got one here from FPL at FPL Boosters. Just put if you got KDB, who to replace him with? Ha, banterific. So he he knows that you bought in KDB bully. So he's uh, just teasing you there. Anyway, so he puts um, no seriously. I think most people are debating who will be benched when Hazard starts because both him and Pedro look like great prospects. Alonso a must have. So. Yeah, who who is going to be benched when Hazard comes in? That's when you were shouting Pedro earlier, John. And I was thinking, well, is he going to start? But technically he should because he's been scoring in the last two. Uh, maybe it'll be William that's that's been dropped. Uh, what do you reckon of that one? Uh, yeah, it's quite interesting, um, that one. I think you'd back William and Pedro to keep their place. I feel as though Chelsea may revert back to a 4-2-3-1. So that'd see uh, one of the deeper line midfielders um, leaving the starting eleven, and I'd probably back Barkley to miss out of that so we'd see kind of Kante and Jorginho holding the central defensive midfield spots and then Hazard, Willian and Pedro behind either Murata or Giroud so yeah I'd say Barkley's going to make way for Hazard there Yeah Bully any thoughts? Uh, I th- mm. <laughs> It's a difficult Yeah didn't have I'm time to think about that one, did you? <laughs> no, what I'm thinking about the wingers, but I was thinking more because um, the, the shout you've made there is from central midfield. But I think you could even see him going centre forward. That's the other one to keep in mind because he's played up front before. Yeah, None of those well Chelsea players are particularly. What's that? He's not done well up front when he's played there. Yeah, but the rest of their central, their attacking lineup doesn't look great. And, and sorry, hasn't exactly been glowing about Morata. So I don't know. Um, I don't think Barkley will lose his place to him. I think it will be Pedro or Willian, but I think he probably likes Pedro a little bit more, so I'll say Willian for now. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Okay, moving on to the next question. So we've got one here from FPL Heskibo. Okay, uh, so he's put, how many points, how many points hits is worth taking to keep your team value high? What's your view on this, John? Uh, I feel as though team value is of no interest to me. Uh, it's all about the points, and if you get team value in the process, then awesome. Uh, that's good for when you're wildcarding later on, but uh, team value is not something that I look at at all, really. It's not something that I'm concerned with. Um, so, in regards to hits for team value, um, it really, really doesn't matter. I feel as though 
hits are definitely worth taking when your player's not going to play and you're going to send him out. Other than that, I think you've got to be very careful with him. Yeah, Billy, anything to add from this? I've chased, yeah, I've chased um, team value before and I didn't actually find it to be that useful, really. So um, I think if someone's obviously going to write double rise in a week, a minus four is reasonable for that, as long as they're going to play. For the most part, though, yeah, I try and avoid it if possible. Yeah, fair. Okay, we had one here from uh, Seb at Seb underscore Hodgson's 132. Is overall rank important at this stage? Bully? Hmm. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. We're only two game weeks. A lot. Could, only, you only need a couple of big scores to get you back up there, so I'm going to say no to that at this stage. Yeah, John? From someone who is particularly high. Yeah, I probably agree with that. I feel as though if you're 50 points away from the top, um, and you, you've probably got a rubbish rank. So, yeah, that can be made up over 36 weeks. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in agreement with that. Uh, so we've got a couple of questions here, kind of the same thing. So some of the premium defenders, like they, they could have great seasons. What do you think of a back four consisting of Mendy, Robertson, Alonso and Trippier? That's from Captain Kingpin. And Hortz has just put, well, if you swap Trippier for PVA, you've got his back four. So obviously he's got that strong back four now. I think that might be the one to, to go for. It's just affording it and adapting your team to do that in this, uh, short space and with the limited transfers you have maybe it might be one to wait for the wild card in my opinion but if you can make it like Hawks has then yeah go for it I'd say what are your thoughts on that John? Yeah I mean I completely agree I feel as though there's a lot of value in the defenders especially those wingbacks that um, your man just mentioned so yeah if you can do it then yeah definitely go for it so yeah if you want to play for at the back then that's a great way to go but personally I'm a 3 4 three man but yeah no harm in going for them there's great value there what do you think Bully? I've never liked committing everything to the defence, but you're right. With the way that they're playing this season, I think if you want to do something a bit different, uh, you would definitely have differentials every week. So why not? Give it a try. There's enough attacking fullbacks out there to make it work. Yeah, fair. I mean, like if, you, if you're looking at Alonso, he's got better stats than, than Kante at the moment, who plays in midfield, yeah. so I think it's definitely viable. Okay, that is all we've got for Twitter for this week. Thank you very much for all your questions, and we'll look forward to having them next week. Thank you. Lovely. Well, I have a final bit of um, going through our social media I do want to ask is, is there anything in our feedback box this week? Yes, there is uh, something in our feedback box. Yeah, so I'm going to list one here from a fellow podcaster at the Maple Curse, Nacho Man Candy Cabbage, has just put, enjoyed as always, boys, great work. And so he hosts the Free Amigos podcast, which I do listen to every week. So I, I do advise listening to that one as well. That's nice feedback, thank you. So, Iceman, um, we've been in the feedback box. Now, this brings me to the part of the podcast, new, successful, enjoyed by most. Uh, we have Sexy Thoughts. Sexy Thoughts, yeah. I've uh, gotten to record it himself this week, so I'm just going to play it for you. <laughs> I'm going to play that for you after that brilliant intro from Bully. Thank you. I will, I will play it now. I was sort of hoping you'd read it over the top, but all right, fair enough. It's, it's backfired. We'll carry on. Sexy thoughts. Is there anything sexier than 100 episodes of fantasy football surgery? I'll tell you one thing. Another 100 episodes of fantasy football surgery. Congratulations, guys. You've stayed sexy the whole time. Uh, congratulations to the original surgeons too, Parker, Beardy and Woodsy. They were great on the podcast. And Ice Men and Bully, congratulations. Have a few drinks. Everyone loves you. Very sexy. Thank you very much, sexy. Um, 
more wonderful thoughts from you and thanks for all your support over the 100 episodes you've been there since the start yeah it's been a legend absolute legend okay so um how can you get in contact with the fantasy football surgery podcast well you can help us by supporting us on patreon.com forward slash fantasy football surgery all support massively appreciated and an opportunity to get involved in that slack channel and find out more about the Iceman's roots um <laughs> Help keep the pod going, though. Really appreciate it. And also you get into some uh, prize draws as well. Uh, join the the Mini League, so 225-369. Go on the website, fantasyfootballsurgery.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit, uh, at FF underscore surgery for all things Twitter and questions. And you can also listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you do it on iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. Um, good or bad, as it's all helpful feedback. You can also email complaints to ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com, which we aim to respond to within a week. Um, all that's left is me to thank our guest. Thank you, John. Thank you very much for having me. If people want to speak to you about all things FPL or sort of berate you with questions or or abuse because of a shout that hasn't worked this week how can they get in contact with you uh well if it's a good shout then you can uh holler me at at game week 38 on twitter and if it's a bad shout then you can holler me at chef dale uh, is the best place to find me <laughs> nice i like it <laughs> chef dale i love nice. chef dale it's brilliant john <laughs> a great, great guest so thank you for coming on and for for having patience as this has taken a while Iceman, I've got to ask, any any final words of wisdom for our, for our listeners, um, as usual? There, there never is. There. You do have a lovely new car. Okay, well, thank you, Iceman, once again. And for me, Bully, thanks for listening. Good luck in your game weeks. Up the park. play where you want type situation Iceman yeah I mean uh, the legend Mito mentioned it last week saying I think Kante will be will score well enough to be a fourth type mid, uh, midfield oh god what is all that noise in the background bully is that you yeah we're going to have to, have to stop this yeah I think it's a great shout so keep your eyes on Alonso <laughs>